right, well, good morning, everybody. How are you guys doing this morning? Welcome to Pierce Point. I also want to say hello and welcome to those who are watching online. I know there's quite a few of you out there since there's not a few of you in here this morning. Little little light. Uh, but my name is Adam Black. I am the uh, worship leader here at Pierce Point, but I'm also a deacon in training. Uh, now today in the devotional, uh, Mark gave us our topics uh, two weeks ago now. And for my topic, he gave me, in quote, did Jesus tell his disciples to carry swords for self-defense? found in Luke 22. So we're going we're gonna to get into that today, uh, but when reading the scripture, it was interesting to me that there's, there's relatively two debates that come from this scripture in particular. The first being that this is a metaphor for the difficulties that follow, followers of Jesus will have in this world, and that swords simply represent that there will be battles in our lives, and we need to be ready to fight them. Then there is the second and more debated interpretation of this scripture, that Jesus is actually calling us to arm ourselves in self-defense. So, with that said, keep that in mind, what does the actual scripture say? Let's, let's, let's break this down in Luke twenty-two thirty-six. But before I do that, I want to go ahead and pray for, uh, for this time this morning and just kind of invite God into the conversation. So, Father God, I thank you for this morning. I ask right now that you be glorified in all things. And Lord, let the message that I am trying to convey come through clearly and let it be honoring to you, and let us learn something new this morning uh, as we continue to grow in who you are. We love you, we praise you, and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so keep that in mind of it's a metaphor or it's an actual call to self-defense. Let's read Luke twenty-two thirty-six through 38. And he said to them, but now whoever has a money belt is to take it along, likewise also a bag, and whoever has no sword is to sell his coat and buy one. For I tell you, that is which is written must be fulfilled in me. And he was numbered with transgressors, for that which refers to me has its fulfillment. They said, Lord, look, here are two swords. And he said to them, that is enough. Now, I think in the context of that passage, he literally says, you know, take, take your wallet, take your backpack, if you don't have a sword, go get one. Uh, we need to find one. And this is must be fulfilled in me. He was numbered with his transgressors. I'll explain that a little bit later. Um, so Jesus is not talking about self-defense. In fact, Jesus is very specific that he wants them to have swords at a particular time. Now, I find this interesting because this has been taken so out of, um, out of context in the self-defense world. I'm going to touch on this for a little bit because it's actually the topic of debate for many people in this conversation, is that they hear the scripture and they literally just hear, sell your coat, buy a sword. And that is to them, this is a call to arms. <laughs> this, is, this is what we have to go do. But in fact, there's, there's a lot... Um, a lot, lot of things that are just missed in that. And I'm going to continue to focus on 37. For I tell you that this which is written must be fulfilled in me. And he was numbered with transgressors. For that which refers to me has its fulfillment. So to me, it sounds like Jesus is not talking about self-defense at all. He's talking about fulfilling something. So that's, that's my answer. Thank you guys for your time. And, <laughs> and I'll be done. No. So, so. That is just one small passage in, in Luke 22. And in fact, Luke 22 is a pretty large uh, chapter 
of very important things. Um, and one, I'll, I'll, read, I'll read as much of it as I can today, but there's, it's, it's quite a bit. Um, so let's go, let's break it down at the beginning of the context of what Luke 22 is. Why is Jesus talking about this topic? Why is he talking about swords in the first place? Well, if we go back to the beginning of the chapter, Luke 22, verse 2, the chief priests and scribes were seeking how to put Jesus to death. So we'll go ahead and read that. It literally says, the chief priests and the scribes were seeking how they might put him to death, for they were afraid of the people. Then, also, in context, Judas consented to betray Jesus. Satan entered into Judas, who was called Iscariot, belonging to the number of the twelve, and he went away and discussed with the chief priests and officers how he might betray him to them. They were glad and agreed to give him money, so he consented and began seeking a good opportunity to betray him, uh, him to them apart from the crowd. Jesus is also then talking about uh, talking at the Last Supper with his apostles, telling him of his coming death. Luke twenty two fourteen through twenty three. Let's go there. When the hour had come, he reclined at the table and the apostles with him. And he said to them, I have earnestly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I say to you, I shall never again eat it until it is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. And when he had taken a cup and given thanks, he said, take this and share it among yourselves. For I say to you, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine from now on until the kingdom of God comes. And we had taken some bread and given thanks. He broke it and gave it to them, saying, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And in the same way, he took the cup after they had eaten, saying, this cup, which is poured out for you, is the new covenant of my blood. But behold, the hand of the one betraying me is with mine on the table. For indeed, the Son of Man is going as it has been determined. But woe to that man by whom he is betrayed. And they began to discuss among themselves which one of them might it be and who was going to do this thing. That's a really important scripture that we kind of pass over in this context. One other part of this is also Jesus told Peter, the rooster will not crow this day until you deny three times that you know me. Now, before I get into this, I want to explain again, Jesus is talking about all of these things that are leading up to his arrest. But the disciples aren't really sure how this is going to be playing out at this point. They're not really sure, and Jesus is giving them the blueprint of what's going on. And when I, was, when I was looking through this and I was thinking about things, how is Jesus telling Peter the rooster will not crow this day until you deny me three times? He didn't really understand what that meant at the time. But that leads up to Jesus being arrested and then, um, then afterwards denying. So everything leading up to Jesus talking about swords was all about his arrest. So it seems to me that when Jesus told them that they needed a money bag and a backpack and a sword, he was implying that they would need those things that very night to take place, his arrest. Now, this goes back to um, the original scripture, Luke twenty-two thirty-six through 38. He said to them, but now, whoever has money belt, take it, blah, blah, blah. You guys get where I'm going with this. He says the thing, and we're going to focus again. He was numbered with his transgressors. What is that talking about? He was numbered with his transgressors. And as soon as my notes stop swirling around, I will tell you where it's at because I lost my page here. 
Sorry, I apologize for that. The reason Jesus wanted to have his apostles to have swords that night was because scripture was being fulfilled in that moment. The scripture, the swords would fulfill, was Isaiah 53, 12, which is funny because you look back and it's a very small verse, and he was numbered with transgressors. In this moment, Jesus was saying that this is the purpose, not self-defense, not anything other than a prophecy coming to fulfillment. Jesus explained the purpose for the swords, and the apostles said, look, Lord, here are two swords. And Jesus said, that's enough. And we might ask enough for what? Because two swords amongst 12 men is not really enough for self-defense. It's, it's not going to really save you in a fight. But two swords in this context were enough for the purpose he explained. Jesus says clearly that the scripture must be fulfilled in me, and he was numbered with the transgressors. Jesus did not say that they needed swords to protect themselves. He said they needed swords because he was about to be treated like a criminal. As soon as they finished the discussion about the swords, they went to the Garden of, of Gethsemane. I can never say that word, I apologize. Gethsemane. And where Jesus prayed, and where a group of soldiers came to arrest him. When the apostles saw that Jesus was about to be arrested, they asked, Lord, shall we strike with a sword? And without even waiting for an answer, one of the apostles drew a sword, chopped off an ear. Servant of the high priest had his ear cut off and was standing there bleeding, and Jesus intervened, saying, no more of this, as he touched his ear and healed him. Then Jesus asked the leaders of the Jews an important question. Have you come out as against a robber with swords and clubs? In other words, you've come here with weapons as if I'm some sort of violent criminal. That's what Jesus is saying. The swords served their purpose. For those who chose to see Jesus as a criminal leader, a couple swords amongst the men was enough for them to say, look, Jesus is a criminal. So when, when this topic was given to us, that was the question. Is this, is this our call for self-defense? That's not an argument that I am willing to make up here this morning when the scripture clearly states that this is for fulfillment of prophecy. And this is Jesus understanding the, um, I like to say it's, it's the long game for Jesus. He knew what was going on. He knew it had to be done. And they needed, and, and lack for better words of, they needed probable cause to arrest Jesus. And a couple swords is kind of what, what did them in in that moment. So this is not a case for us to be making for self-defense. This is not a case for us to say, let's, let's arm ourselves to the teeth and move on and just fight everybody that's against us. That's not what is being said here. And it needs to be clear that that is the message. That Jesus was, um, even when a sword was used, Jesus said, no, st stop it. What are you doing? Um, I, I absolutely love that. I love the context of these disciples get their swords and they say, let's roll. And then they chop off an ear and Jesus says, what are you doing? That's not what, I, that's not what I'm telling you to do. So that is, it's actually really interesting because my wife and I were talking about this while we were going through this. And she said that she did not know that this was the case with the scripture. And the more I looked at it, the more I realized how much out of context things there are. And it was leading me to and not to be controversial, but it was leading me to websites that were, um, you know, Second Amendment, uh, you know, advocates and things like that, which, which I am one of those people. So I'm reading these things and I'm, I'm going, oh, 
They're literally using the scripture plastered on their website saying this is our call to arms, this is our justification, and it's not. So we need to be very careful when we're reading these scriptures about what we are saying and how we're manipulating the word. Because what we thought was something for us, for us to defend ourselves, was actually Jesus to set us free from all of this. All of this action led up to Jesus being arrested, being crucified for us. So it's something we need to take into consideration. Um, that's all I have today. That's, that's my devotional. I, I learned something from this, and I hope you guys did as well. With that, let me pray. Father, I thank you for this morning. I ask right now that as we continue to read and learn more about you, Lord, we don't just read something and move on. Uh, Lord, give us the ability and the, the wantingness to dissect your word and to read into it deeper and to learn new things about you. Let us continue to grow in who you are so that we can look more like your son, Jesus. I love you. I thank you for this day, and we just lift you up in all things. It's in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.